Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to He is the king of kings. He is the life. He is the truth. He is the way. Lift your voice and give the Lord a shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence, for your mercies in this place. We welcome you, Lord. Have your way. And bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Wow. What a blessing to be here again in the house of the Lord. And what a joy it is to see everybody. I can see some faces smiling. I can see some faces very serious. Others to I can't interpret your mood. Yeah. But in all things, we give thanks. God is indeed a good God. And his goodness is not on some days. He is good in all things. That is why he makes his goodness and his mercy to follow us all the days of our lives. May you experience the goodness of the Lord. May you also encounter the mercies of the Lord. Some of you are sitting as if you are in a restaurant. I don't know whether you have ordered some food that they decided not to bring it. So you are not happy. But I'm talking about receiving spiritual things. I'm talking about receiving and encountering power. I'm talking about the blessing that is for you and for your generations. Let his goodness follow you all the days of your lives. Receive the message of God upon your life, upon your years. In the name of Jesus. Your story is different. Your testimonies are coming out. Your blessings will abound. Is there anything too hard for our Lord? There is nothing that is hard for him. If he has said it, he will do it. And I see God blessing somebody this morning. I see God giving somebody peace this morning. I see God giving somebody joy this morning. May he feel with all peace in loving him. Receive healing, somebody. You have been battling with your mind over years. And you have been burdened over years. But receive a touch of the Lord right now. Receive healing right now. Receive the power of God right now. Your peace of mind. It is coming upon you. Receive a miracle. Encounter a blessing this morning. You are walking out of this place. Blessed and favored by the power of God. Your testimonies will fill your room. 
your testimonies will fill your car your rejoicing will know no limits anything that has struggled with you over the years the lord is removing it from your life receive a lifting up of every burden of every obstacle of hindrances boundaries set by the enemy you are breaking forth in the name of jesus I see somebody giving a testimony and this is your testimony that you didn't have anything in the years past but you are walking in abundance your hands are being blessed by the power of the Lord for he gives power to get wealth you are receiving wisdom and the power to get wealth receive it right now receive that grace right now receive it right now whatsoever your hand will touch it shall be fruitful you have labored in the years past and you have not reported any fruitfulness but today the story is changing from henceforth you will go forth bearing precious seed in the name of jesus you will not labor in vain every labor of love shall receive a reward shall receive a recompense the lord is blessing you receive it father we thank you in the name of jesus amen be seated oh he's a faithful god i'm still talking about faith secrets and last week i began to talk look those of you behind um fill these spaces don't leave empty seats ashes do your work well please ashes where are you let all these spaces that are here be filled don't leave the gaps please so those who come late can sit at the back this second row i mean apart from the first row for pastors this second row should be filled i don't see, i don't want to see any empty seat in front of me bless you those of you who are sitting at the back unless interpreters uh yeah i can see a line of people interpreting that's fine but apart from that everybody move forward wonderful there used to be always some empty gaps here i prayed and casted out the demon that causes that thing i've seen that this place is becoming filled and night has moved here i cast that demon out of the church yeah every chair that nobody sits on is for a human being and a demon doesn't allow them to come yeah i'm waiting for you yeah god bless you there are two seats where pastor moses let them be filled no, sir, I don't know why you like the back. I, it's like, I don't know what you like doing at the back. As I'm talking, you won't even move, no, sir. You didn't hear me. Uh-huh. You can carry a seat and come and sit in front. It's not a problem. Yes. Yeah. Every seat by you must be filled wonderful
All right, we are okay. Everybody now take your seats. Beautiful. Well, for a very short time, I believe, we are going to talk about faith secrets. Still, of mighty men. There is nobody here who will not be mighty. You see, there's a scripture that says, Though thy beginning be small, thy latter end should greatly increase. Now, when you are increased in all things, you become mighty. And that's the purpose of God in our lives. From day one, when he created Adam and gave him dom- and, and placed him in the middle of the garden, he told him, have dominion. Yes. Replenish the earth. It's like you are one person. But brother, you have to multiply. Amen. You have to have dominion. You have to, your feet must fill every space of the earth. You must have dominion over everything that I've created, over the birds of the air, over the fish in the sea, over every beast on the land. It's like as long as I created this earth and placed you here, you have control. And one person cannot assume control. Do you understand? That's why God blessed Adam, even though he was not obedient. He still bare fruit. And his fruit increased and multiplied. So we are all seeds of Adam. Do you understand? The first Adam was a living soul. And we are living soul. But the second Adam, which is Christ, was made a quickening spirit. So Christ came to perfect something that Adam couldn't do. Do you get what I'm saying? So that thing should never cease with us. That we should not, we should never, every time we should be in control. We should have dominion. And we should have power. We should increase in numbers, in material things, in wisdom, in understanding. Because there are some places you need wisdom to be able to survive. Yeah. Human beings have gone to the mass. Yeah. Yeah. They found a way to mass. They got there. They didn't get lost and, and they came back. If, if we leave some of you to go into Bundu right now, some of you will get lost. Right here on earth. Yeah. Yeah. If I say some of you should go to Janjambure right now, you see that. Where's Janjambure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be a problem. Yeah. If Google doesn't help you, you will not get any help. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are talking about mighty things. And this morning, I'm going to share something that will bless you. And I know I'm also going to be blessed. Beautiful. First Chronicles chapter 11, verse 9. So David waxed greater and greater. Now, David was a little shepherd boy from a family that was not known. And God chose him and anointed him and made him king. And 
even though he was anointed and chosen by God, he had a lot of battles. What he went through, some of you, you are encountering such things. He was not respected at home. Some of you today, if even you have any wisdom in your head to contribute to something, when you open your mouth, you will be clamped like a car that has parked at, a, at an illegal spot. Because the Bible says the wisdom of the poor man is despised. They don't regard you. You are just like David. But you see, you are intelligent, smarter than some people whose voices are strong in their family. Sometimes you can see foolishness right before you and it has nothing to do with age. You, do you understand? Somebody can be, can be older than you, but when the person behaves and does things, I mean, we come from families where sometimes when uncles and aunties speak, you see the error and, and the folly, but they have a strong voice and they suppress you. It's like, who are you to talk? You can't talk. And so it is their foolishness that leads. And you see that for generations, eh, these people, the way they think, and because of the way they are, their voices have led the family for years, and the family has not amounted to anything. But when you are speaking today, just like David in those times, he was not respected. Even, even when, when they... Please, who has a baby? If you have a baby, ashes, let the baby go downstairs. There's a place for babies. Okay, I'm sorry. All babies should go downstairs. Nothing will happen to your baby. Alright. If you, you follow what happened to David when he was anointed, you realize that it's like even for him to be chosen, they didn't believe that he's the one that God would choose in the family. Because some of you, as you are there, if there is any blessing that is coming, they won't think that you are the one who deserves that blessing. Yeah, they, they look down upon you. You say you are what a Christian. You say you go to church. You say what? They will despise you. It's like you don't qualify to, to receive a certain kind of blessing. You, and you can't talk. And that's why some of you, you don't, you don't matter. You don't talk. You don't make contributions because you are despised. But that is the person God chose. He said, even before the prophet that God spoke to knew who God was choosing and had loved and anointed in the place of Cain, Saul, he said to the prophet, I have found a man after my own heart. Some of you are loved by God. And because you are loved, just like David, this is your story, you work greater and greater. No, you didn't understand it. You see, you don't know how it's going to end. But as long as God has begun a good work in you, he's going to make you great. And you are going to be greater. And you will still continue to be greater. Yeah, that's your story. There is nobody here who remain the same. As long as God has called us and has loved us and has chosen us among many people, we are the ones to be lifted up. Receive that grace right now. Sit down. Now, this is the reason why David was great. 
and greater. And it says, go back to the scripture. For the Lord of hosts was with him. Now, now, you see, you know of Jehovah Jireh. When God called Abraham, he introduced himself to Abraham as the Lord, thy great provider, which is Jehovah Jireh. When he called Moses, and Moses led Israel, because of their disobedience and their stubbornness, sicknesses and diseases and things ravaged them. And God told him, I am the God that healer. It's like, I, 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 I heal these people. Jehovah Rafi. He has introduced himself based on the need of people he calls at every point. Do you understand me? And, and it is interesting that when he called Abraham, when he called Isaac and Jacob and all these people, God never, never introduced himself as the Lord of hosts, which is Jehovah Sabaoth. And the Lord of hosts means the Lord of the host of armies. It's like the Lord, the warrior. You, do you understand? Yeah. And it is only in relation with David. It's when you read First Samuel chapter 11, uh, sorry, chapter 1. Verse um, 11, I think. It was Hannah. She's the first woman. Hannah. A woman. She's the one who had a revelation. And said something. Go, go to verse 10. Go to verse 10. And let's come to 11. Verse 10. Then First Sa- Samuel chapter 10. Uh, chapter uh, 1 verse 10. Oh, I didn't say verse 10. I said verse 10. I didn't say chapter 10. Uh-huh. Please follow me. I'm the preacher. Follow me. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord. Now, this is a woman who had married and she had a rival who had children. And the rival was taunting her. You are a barren woman. Making fun of her. And this woman knew and loved God. And believed in God. And out of the bitterness and the pain of the tauntings and, the, and all the laughter and the mockery. She prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And this is what she said. Verse 11. And she vowed a vow. And said, O Lord of hosts. Lord of the army. It's like the warrior. Can you imagine that? She equated God solving this problem by arising in her situation like a warrior. And and this revelation, this this revelation about God was never given by any of the prophets before her. If you read the Bible, you see that she's the first person who actually used this word. The, the Lord of hosts as to how she came to know that God is the Lord of hosts. It is when you read the Bible, you see that it's Jeremiah that God revealed to him. I'm the Lord of hosts. It's like I'm a warrior and the things that I can do, you have no idea. So Jeremiah used that word more than any of the prophets. Moses never referred to God as a Lord of hosts. Yeah. And it tells you that, you see, sometimes the things that you are going through, eh? It, it is, it's a battle, it's a fight. It's not normal. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it took a woman who laughed and believed in God to make proclamations and declarations. You see, the more you pray, the more you wait on God, the more you love him, the more he reveals himself to you. And, and, and many of you, you must learn how to be close to God. You don't come to church if you don't, are not close to God. The reason why many of us even don't flourish when we are with the Lord is because you, you're, you have just narrowed your relationship with God to come in here. And here, if you come here during the day, eh, you can come and sit here and smoke and go home. I'm telling you. Yeah. Come, come and see. I came here. When uh, Reverend Ben Park, I came here with him on Friday. We passed The place was dirty. Dusty. Downstairs. I mean, as if human beings have not come here before. So is this is this where God's presence is? No, this is where the presence of God with His people come. If God is with us and we come here with His presence, that's when He manifests Himself. Do you, do you understand? Your relationship with God is more important than the, the place you meet Him. And everybody has a battle, a situation, something that oppresses you, something that makes you bitter. And you remember last week, what we learned about the people who followed David. We'll read about it again. It's like, you see, these were distressed people. Sometimes the problems you have, they distress you. They bring pressure on you. You, you don't know what to do. And it has led many of you, some of you, your mothers have gone to places they shouldn't have gone to. Looking for money to solve problems. They go to people they shouldn't have gone to. Sometimes you are not well. Instead of them to believe God for healing, they are taking you to places for them to give you protection in the name of uh, bangles and whatever on your waist and beads and all these things. And they are bringing demons into your life. Yeah. You don't pray. Amanda has not taught you how to pray. But she calls herself a Christian. Even when you come to church and you are serious, they feel that you, you, you are losing your life. You are, you are throwing your life away. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you have eaten things, drunk things. You have been cut. Things have been put in your blood. You have been initiated. Never, never been brought before, never been raised up to believe that when you have a problem, lift up the name of the Lord of hosts. Hey! And, and, and apart from Hannah going through this, it's like, look, the woman was distressed because she probably was a virgin when she married the husband. And then this other woman has given birth and is calling her barren. But she went to the Lord and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give, the, give unto thine handmaid a man child. She didn't ask for a daughter so that I will buy some roses and petals for her. No. I want a man child. And then what did she say? Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head even before god directed that no razor should be touching uh, people's head Anna knew that look yeah yeah nazarene from birth 
Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus Christ, they never cut his hair. Yeah. No, no, no barber touched his hair. Yeah. Yeah. We are not Nazarenes. So that's why we have been cutting it all the time. So please, don't say that we too should have become Nazarenes, brother. Uh, if you are a uh, has God told you not to eat, to eat only locusts and wild herbs? Honey, uh, please, we don't like sad things. We want to be like John the Baptist. Uh, you wear sackcloth around your waistline. Stand by the river Jordan. Hey, brother. That's not your calling. Yeah. 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 So you, you see that it's like once she invoked that authority of God into her situation, God also came. And God blessed Hannah. And she gave birth to prophet Samuel. And at the age of eight or so, she lifted up this child and gave the child as promised to Eli, who was a prophet at that time. Then comes David after some years. Go back to my scripture, First Chronicles chapter 11. So David works greater and greater because this same Lord of hosts who fights battles. You know, when we talk about battles, it's not about uh, Gambia and Senegal war or Ukraine and Russia type of war. Hey, for the weapons of our warfare, they are not canal. They are not missiles. They are not anti, uh, 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 aircraft tankers. They are not RPGs. They are not AK-47s. They are not bazookas. They are not nuclear bombs. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down, pulling down, pulling down of strongholds. There are things that have lived in our families for years. You will walk into the house. You won't see them. But they are there. You see that some of the families that you come from, nobody's marriage works. All your aunties have gone into marriages. None of them have worked. Some of their sisters, it's like everybody has a child or children. Father is deep. Some of the women don't know even their children. The, the father of their children, they just name somebody, but the man is not the man. See that some of their brothers, it's like everybody is, doesn't amount to anything. Ah, strongholds, issues. Sometimes the way we even think, the, the, the mind, some, some of our families, the, the thinking pattern in the families is a poverty pattern that, that is passed on. So you grow up, it's like, you see, you're going to marry, somebody comes to you, sister, say, I want to marry you, and your family sits down and takes a decision that this man who has come to marry you, we are going to take a cow from him, we are going to take a pig from him, we are going to take this. And it's not that those things are used for anything. They just, they, 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 they eat it. They party with it. And as to whether this man is even responsible and loving and caring, they don't even care. They don't probe. The only thing is that they feel that his ability to provide material things to pay your bride price is enough for the family to throw you away to the man. They don't ask questions. That's not when we are counseling people. You see that look, it's not just a desire to marry, but you must have a mind. You have, must have an understanding. That's why we counsel people for six months because you are going to marry forever. 
Doctors don't go to school for six months. They don't go to school for one year. They train them seven years. Some places eight years. Then after that, if they want to do specialist courses, how many years? Two years or something? Three. Minimum of three. Jack. Because you see, you are going to handle lives. For the rest of your life. So the kind of training that must go in is not a one week training. Two weeks training session. And marriage, some doctors retire. Some people at the certain stage, they, they stop practicing. They stop practicing. They stop going to the consulting because they, are, they have aged. But marriage, when, when you are old, that's when you need a companion. It is for life. And for something that God prepares us for, it's like we don't think that we must make that investment enough. We don't think that we must pay a better price. We must invest in it and learn. We are not the families don't care. They don't ask questions. Even to know the guys, all the, the guy doesn't have a, a, a place to stay. His, his bed is not good. He doesn't have a kitchen for you. He doesn't have a room with toilet. And, and, and they don't care. They won't go and check. All they want is the cow. And the pig. And alcohol. And cloth. So, 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 it's like you only have to dress and go out and show people that you are married. Meanwhile, you are coming from a dungeon. You are in the house, the room, hot. When it's, when, when it's not, the weather is not cold. You can't sleep there. You and your husband, you have to open the windows or sleep on the roof or find somewhere outside and sleep. And you can't even have sex in the open because you are not dogs. So there's a poverty pattern, mind the thinking that we, we have inherited. It must change. We should believe God to be different. Uh, you see, uh, it, it is tradition. Where has the tradition moved the family to? It's bondage. What we call tradition in our setting is bondage. It, it doesn't make, it doesn't progress us. It doesn't bring any advantage to anybody. Look, many families that we come from here, if you have a brilliant person who needs help to go to school or to even do business or invest, you, nobody in the family will help. No, nobody. Nobody will see such a person as person of value. So let's invest. Let that person die. The family know how to come for the dead body. How to pay their bills. How to do funerals. And change clothes. And drink. And party. I mean, after the burial, there's an after party. And you see that what they have spent, eh, if they even invest it in young people, you see many people, sometimes when I see children walking around daytime that they have to go to school. You see them, it's like, why? Nine-year-old, eight-year-old, why can't they go to school? And it's not like the schools are even expensive. The parents don't care. I mean, there are some schools that you shouldn't go to, but it is better to go to those schools than not to go at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you are hungry. So when you are hungry, any food you can eat it too. Just to survive. It's better than not to have anything and, and pass out. 
I see people in this church who are becoming better. Who will change the order of things in your families. Because the Lord is upon you. He's a Lord of hosts. Every stronghold in your family, every mindset that has dominated the family thinking and the way of doing things, the Lord is giving you a weapon. That weapon is not a carnal weapon. It is bringing down strongholds because they are mighty in the Lord. Any spirit of wisdom that God has to give you, receive it. Wisdom is breaking the pattern of poverty. The pattern of poverty. The strongholds in the mind. The mindset of the families that you have inherited. You are breaking it by the spirit of wisdom. Receive that power right now. Sit down. Yeah. Everybody here will bear testimony. You see, look at us. One, one day after some years, if we are faithful, and you'll be faithful, you'll look at yourself, you'll look at your wife, or your husband, and you'll say, indeed, God has blessed me. No sister here will marry a riffraff, a misfit, somebody who is only interested in sleeping with you and walking away. Your value is above this body. You will not encounter idiots. You are free. Your marriages will hold. We will not, you see, anytime I pray over anybody that will marry in this church that I will bless, that marriage will not collapse. Any battle that you go through, eh, you will overcome it. So that one day you leave a legacy for your children that in spite of all the things that they've seen, there's a stable marriage. There's something called a home where daddy is and mommy is where they think alike and plan and prepare for the years ahead. Yeah. Because some of our problems is because, you see, some of you, the only reason why you have problems is your father is somewhere. He doesn't care, doesn't think, doesn't... ah. He's not, a, he's not been in your life. I watched a documentary about Americans. They said about 67% of American prisons are filled by blacks. And, and blacks are less than 20% of American uh, popula- population. So you can see. And they are all in a certain bracket. And about 80% of the people in jail, they come from broken homes. Father no day, mother no, mother no care. Because some of the women, after they have labored and given birth, then this man walks away and she, she's struggling. And it's like a giraffe who has given birth. When you land, you start walking. So when they give birth, they also leave their children. They become street boys. The way we are here, we have taken it wherever we go. And we are blaming people. And blaming others, but never accepting responsibility that there is something that is passed on to us. Strongholds that we must break, and it takes the power of God. It's a battle. That's why you have to know that God is interested in your life, He rules in the affairs of men. You think that God doesn't want to stay? It is God who instituted marriage a man and a wife, a woman. That's what a marriage is. Adam and Eve, in spite of their, their, their disobedience, they stayed married. Yeah. 
stayed married. They covenanted and stayed married. Till death did them part. Yeah, in spite of all the issues. Go back to my scripture. First Chronicles 11, verse 10. Face secrets of mighty men. I'm going to show, last week I talked about one of the secrets. And one of the secrets was that, you see, the ability to identify somebody who is anointed and relate with that person is your key into greatness. There is nobody here. We have a doctor here. He can read all the books that he read to pass exams. But passing exams will never make him a doctor. Unless he relates with people who can confer on him that doctorship. Or is it doctorate or whatever? It takes college of doctors to give birth to doctors. I've read books on law. I've read books on journalism. I've read historical books. I don't, I'm not a, 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 a historian. I'm not a geologist. Eh? I've read sociology. Things, different things. Psychology. I, I read all kinds of things. I can't say by the fact that I've read these things, I am... Unless a man, unless a man, unless a man... You can read books on human rights and whatever. You can't call yourself a human rights activist. Human rights lawyer. Advocate. Who made you an advocate? It is a man without submitting to people who are what you want to be. You can't become like them. If you say you want to be a servant of God, God always uses people. I'm telling you, don't sit down and say that. As for me, I speak to God direct. Shame on you. Look at your life. If you speak to God directly, we will see fruits. You, you, we will not struggle with you coming to God. You will stand here and lead us with strength, with force, with power. But we are struggling with you to even come to church, to even pray. And you say God speaks to you direct. God is not a liar. He is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Lazy and, and, or, and people who are off and people who are empty headed they are the ones who always look down upon people oh, I, mean, I don't believe in pastors I don't believe in politicians hey, Charlie you may not believe in them but they are the leaders yeah they are decisions hey, look you don't, you don't believe in politicians they will vote for they will rule forever yeah you can, you can d- decide that he's not my president. He is president until his term is over. I don't, I don't listen to daddies. I don't listen to elderly people. Their generation is passed. That's why you remain a child at the age of 55. Your behavior, your thinking pattern, your actions is reflective of a child because you have not learned anything from an adult. Yeah, a child at 55. Yeah. Yeah. Senior child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It is a man. You see, even marriage, eh? Let me tell you, you can meet somebody you love, and we cannot argue 
or dispute the fact that you laugh. But the two of you cannot say to yourselves, we have found each other. We are good to go. Let's go and announce ourselves to the world that we are married. No, marriage has to be conferred on you by authority, either through the family or through the state. You understand? Without a man approving of that thing that you call love, there is nothing like a marriage. understand the order of things and if we say we want to follow God and, 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 and we want to have God and we want to see things change, you must understand that you must have a certain relationship and that's what the Bible said about these guys that we are reading about who followed David because he was anointed. Yeah. The ability to see something that is called anointed. You see this guy has, he operates with a certain wisdom. The way he talks. The way he acts. I mean, how come you alone, there's nobody you can learn from? Those of you guys who are here, you don't learn from any responsible man how, how to first of all think as a man. How to act as a man. You see that you are a danger and a peril to yourself and to anybody you call your lover. You are, you are wayward. You, are, you, are not, you see, you, anything you do is odd. You don't know how to handle women. You don't understand marriage. You, you have friends who are equally foolish, who are stupid like you. And that's the, it's a, 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 a convocation of fools. That's, that's your school. You, so you graduate. You, you always graduate in foolishness. Because their councils are foolish councils. Yeah. You, you have never, you, 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 you are proud. You are proud. You talk about marriage business with pride. But there is no business to show. There is no marriage to show. There is nothing that shows that you are a responsible person. But you talk with authority. It's a sign that you have nobody you learn from. My father, he made mistakes. He married when he was young, when he joined the army. And the marriage was this family thing did. And he was young at that time. So it's like when you marry, when you start, they want you to marry, look after people, you know, that kind of thing. And he learned his lessons and mistakes. My, wife, my mother was the second woman that, and, and he sat me down and taught me and told me what it, it's like even when you're looking for a woman to marry, who to marry? I've never forgotten. And it has helped me. And since he met my mother, he has been stable all these years. Yeah. 40, over, over 40, uh, uh, no, 50, 52 years of marriage. 50, yeah, two years of marriage. Yeah, yeah, it's 50, yeah, 52 years of marriage. Of, to one woman. You think that that person doesn't have something to share? You, you, yeah, he, he, there's nothing to learn from him. He has lived his life in humility, not flaunting himself around and throwing himself, helping people and being sober and loving God. And he has, he has outlived even his younger brothers and people. Some of, he, my father is 80 years above. Now, born in 1935. It is something. It is something. Mathematician. Yeah. You see him. Some of his younger people look older than him. Yeah, and I don't have anything to learn from such a person. 
87 years. You'll be 87 this year. Yeah. As for you, nobody can talk to you. You, you, some of you men, there is when you even have you are giving problems to a woman. Nobody talks you because you see you can't sit there and process that. What should I do to make my home peaceful? That thought pattern is not there. You, you don't understand that there are problems that you are creating. You, 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 are, you have become something in the house. How can somebody who walks with God and is blessed be a curse to a woman? If a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. God didn't say that when a woman finds a man, he has found a problem. But you realize that the woman is not happy. She, she's, and when she talks, you don't want her to talk because you see her as a problem. Can't you sit there and ask yourself, am I the problem? And what should I do? We, we, we want to be great, but you see, the path to greatness, it is a path of learning, sacrifices, choices, denial of foolishness. But some of you embrace foolishness to the highest level. Every woman you see, you get an erection. It's an evil spirit. It's not, it's not normal. You, everybody wants to follow. Every woman you want to talk to. Even when you read the Bible, this Bible people, they didn't marry one, one woman. You see, that's how fools talk. If you want to follow what people did, learn what made them great. David had wisdom. Solomon was wise. You, you won't see spousal fights. You even want, you have not brought peace. And you are talking about more. Uh, You are letting me change my message. This is not my message. (laughs) Verse 10. First Chronicles 11.10. Look at this. I like this. We are going to learn about one of the secrets of mighty people. You have to learn things from people. That's why we go to school to learn. Everything we study are things that people have practiced and implemented. Sometimes as we go on, you see that maybe there are revisions and changes because trends also change. So you adapt. When you train as a doctor, there are things that you upgrade yourself with all the time. Lawyers upgrade themselves. Architects, because you learned architecture in 1980. Building patterns have changed. If you go and design buildings the way they used to design in the 80s, nobody would like to live in your house. <laughs> yeah. Even it's like there are some buildings in some climate, you can't build it. You must have wisdom. It brings flexibility, adaptability. You float, you, 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 it's like telling you survive because that's life. That's why you are an authority to yourself. That's why you are like that. <laughs> Are the chief of the mighty men whom David had. Now listen to me. Last week we learned about 400 people who followed David. 
into the cave of Adullam. Now, that was in 1 Samuel chapter 22, I think, 23 or so. 22, 1 Samuel 22. And, and by 1 Samuel chapter 30, all these people who were misfits, vagrants, losers, uh, what other term? Distressed, uh, indebted, they were in debt, discontented people, poor. People are looked down upon, despised, who don't matter in things. They follow David. But in a matter of a few years, all these people had become responsible men with wives, children, and properties. Do you know why? Because they followed somebody who was blessed. And David, he, he set the throne of Israel at a level that Saul couldn't do it. Because number one, you see, Saul, Israel knew that God had rejected Saul. Because of disobedience. And he went after David's life. But he couldn't kill David. And David had the opportunity to kill him. Because a king, if you, if you threaten a king's life, the king is, is, has every liberty and right to kill you. And nobody can hold it up to him. But you see, he remembered that it is God who chose him. He doesn't have the power. He brought a certain reverence to people. It's like, even if somebody is wrong, yeah, it's, you are, it's not everything that you, you, you put your mouth in and judge and talk. You know, he brought honor to people who were dishonorable. They learned something about relating with people and understanding how to relate with people. And they rose up just like he had nothing. After some years when he became prosperous, these people working with David also became responsible. That's why I say that when you come to church, when I came to the church, I didn't have a wife. I've gotten a wife. I left some of my friends in the world and came. Some of them up to today don't have wives. They have children. Children's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk big. Yeah. 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 Our wildness has been tamed. Their wildness is still there. Our pride has been dealt with by the grace of God. Their pride is there. Yeah, we have sobered down. Hmm? and out of these 400 the scriptures here says there's these also are the chief so you see in the midst of all these people who were blessed there were people who had the next they were they excelled they stood up may you not just be an ordinary person may you not just be said that oh you also around and you did well but may you be set apart for notice that your life will be an example worth following. That somebody will look at you and see that there is something about you that I should learn. Yeah. Look. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. It's a Sunday service. Many people who were in the church with me. Uh, there was a guy who used to lead our praise and worship. He was older than me. And he comes from a prominent family. He joined the church. And he, had, he was very talented. He, you know, there are some people when they lead worship, you know that this person has a gift. I tell you. Even he hasn't prayed, he, he can bring a certain presence. <laughs> yeah. But he was unstable as water. We used to talk to him. When we were going to lay schools, when we were waiting for meetings with the pastor, when we were being taught and being 
raised up to love God and to deny ourselves the pleasures of the world. He found it odd and burdensome. Time wasting. And he shied away. You see, after so many years that we have moved on with the Lord, if one day he came, his, his, his brother who had gone, his younger brother who was in UK, came to Ghana and met somebody in our church and married the person. And so they came to the church for the blessing. He looked at me, he said, hey, Charlie, you have changed. You see, it is a foolish comment. It's, I, it's not something that I, 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 I am happy about. That change that you see, brother, it was not meant for only me. You should have been part of it. But you see, you chose not to follow on. I mean, I am telling you, I like praise and worship leaders. And I know people who have gifts. I remember him because he's gifted. Yeah. He, he, when he, I remember one day Bishop Interfo came to our church and he said, this guy is good. The way he picks songs, the control, you know, and those times we, our instrumentalists were not high class. We had a keyboardist. Sometimes when he has to pick a key, he has to put off the keyboard and put his ear on the keyboard to, to get the sound before he connects. And sometimes by the time he connect, he's connecting the song, is being changed again. But it's like he will lead it with all their flaws and he will enjoy. You know, because sometimes when somebody is also handicapped, he makes everybody around him look odd. It's like, what are you? It's like he can't stop. You know, it's like the, the drama has spoiled my temple or the keyboardist or the somebody. It's like they make it obvious that somebody is. But he didn't have. It's like when he's there. You you enjoy that thing, but the guy could not follow on anything. Pastor says he will not do. Pastor says let's do this. He is not available. You see, some of you, eh, that should never be the pattern of your life. That you are uncontrollable. You cannot be led. That's why you can be around for many years. You call yourself a Christian, all right, but there is no fruit to show. Four hundred people, four hundred men followed David, and the Bible says, "These men, the chief of the mighty men, three also." What did they do? The Bible says, "Who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom?" Now, when they say somebody strengthened himself, do you have Message Bible? Give me Message Bible. Message Bible. He says, and this is the number, the list, yes, the list of David's mighty men. You are at a different place. Verse 10. Uh-huh. These are the chiefs of David's mighty men. The ones who linked arms with him as he took up his kinship. You see, it's like, yeah. It's like they stood by him with what they had. They linked up. Do you know something? The beautiful thing about serving God is that everybody has some strength. Everybody has something that God expects you to bring up. And that thing, when you lay it at the table of the Lord, he he perfects it for his glory and for your glory as well. These guys were wild guys. You see, the description that they are misfits. You know, there are some people eh, by nature and by upbringing, they are wild. They fight a lot. 
because they grew up in the streets. They are looked down upon. So they at the least, many black people are very angry. Any little thing, they, they, they start yelling. It's like when you are correcting them, they look at you, you are a white person, you are trying to correct them. They feel that you are being racist. So they, 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 but you see, that thing that makes you a misfit, listen to me, God you can use it to build the kingdom so that you fight a good fight. Paul, when he was called Saul, his radicality was manifest in the fact that he wanted to wipe out Christianity and people were following Jesus Christ. But that thing that he had, God took it and turned it around. And you see that he fought and defended Christianity even to his own peril. It's like, when I believe in something, nobody can change my mind. You see, some of you are very stubborn by nature. There is nothing you, you are told to do that you do. But when you come to God, what happens is that when you love God, nobody can also tell you something you shouldn't do. As long as God says this is what it is. That strength is what you bring to the house of God to support the vision. Many people who work in organizations who travel and go to risk areas and all these things, it's something that they love. It's like they are not afraid of death. They offer themselves to work with institutions, UN bodies, they travel to war zones, places that people, even the natives are running away from. They are going there to serve and to live there. As people are moving away from Ukraine, people are going there. Yeah, Syria. Iraq, when people were living, Afghanistan, as people are running out, others are also going there to work. To care for people. Oh, of course, they will make money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a friend who was in the U.S. Army. When the first Iraq war came, 1990, the, the mother of all battles, he was, he was in the U.S. Air Force, and they sent them to Iraq. He said, that was my first mission. It was a 90-day mission, and he had a risk allowance. I mean, apart from his salary and everything, his 90 days experience in Iraq came with a risk allowance. A lot of money. Yeah. He's now a decorated veteran because he's gone to Afghanistan. He's gone to Syria. He's gone to Iraq. He's gone to wild, wild places. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I mean, he was very wild. Believe in, you know, talent. We are not afraid kind of. And as he has joined the army, it's like, that's it. Fearless. Because some of you when, you, when you are here, you hear a gun, I tell you, hey, what is that? Gunshot. Hey, if you, if you, <laughs> one day, listen, listen to this story. One day, a guy, a guy who had a problem. You see, some people have trauma based on things they, they experience. Yeah, post traumatic stress disorder. And so when he hears the sound of gun or something pops, he, he becomes frightened. He was sitting in a public place and there was a organizing shop around. And you see the organizers, I don't know whether they were pumping the towel or something. And the, the thing exploded. Boom! And it reminded him of, it's like, you see, the things that he has been through. So immediately he heard the thing. He ducked under the table. As he was sitting with friends, he ducked under the table and was running away. And they were shocked. So, hey, what kind of it's just a tie that has best to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what fear, that's what fear can, can. This is uh, such a person, if you say you should go to war front, it's over. He cannot. But you see, some of us, 
we are, we are daring. We want to travel. Some of you, if, if you close church right now, and somebody says, let's go to Basse. We are going to chill and Why? You will sit in the car and go. You see, that thing that you have, it, God wants you to use that. Is if I tell you that after church, we are going to visit somebody in Banju and, and pray for the person. You see, the pastor, we are busy Sunday after we are going to cook. But somebody will call you to go to the beach right now. What is cooking? You see, what it is is that you have strength, but as you have come to the Lord, you have held back on your strength. These people, they were radicals. They were some way. But when they came to join David, they realized that there are battles. And if this is the reason why we have been called, we are going to fight. Anybody who is in this church who doesn't support what we are doing, who doesn't add or link up with arms and strengthen. Look at the mess. Uh, uh, uh. Do you have the news? You don't have news century. Look, give me NASB. You have NASB. Do you have NASB? Do you have NASB? Where is it? Now, these are the heads of the mighty men whom David had. Who gave him strong support in his kingdom? Listen to this one. Do you, do you support anything that we are doing with strength? And it is not your kingdom. Everybody, me, when I joined the church, I had my vision. But I realized that in the house of God, things are different. There is order, there is grace, and one has to flow and support it. So I supported it. So I denied myself the pleasure of closing service and going home and go to eat and play football, watch football, chat with friends, hang around, play games. Eh? We used to have some Saturday afternoon table tennis that we used to play after eating a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, oh, we, we shelved it for the things of God, for the kingdom of God. It's like we supported strongly the vision. And you see, once you give yourself to what God is doing, he also stands by you strongly. Yeah. These guys, they were with David, strongly supporting him in his kingdom together with all Israel. It's like everybody now knew that this is the king. This is the king. If this is, if you see, who is your, who is the person who leads you? You say you are serving God, or you are just passing through the church. When I joined the church, I said to myself, "This is my home. This is my church. I am coming." I used to pray that Lord make me faithful. And if God wants to stabilize your life in a place, it means that you must also grow in that environment. Because when you belong somewhere, you don't grow. You don't see value. You can finish school, look for a job, get a job. It's only about sitting down and being paid. But you realize that you have not grown. You have not been exposed to the real things. You know, you don't understand a lot of things. Anybody who is sensible will not like such an environment to work in. It's not about getting money. It's about get, doing things that will improve you. Adding value to your life. 
And there's nobody that has better value than God. When you serve God, you become better. And that's, the, that's what happened to these guys. What do you do? My brother. What do you do for God? One day, if, if, you, if they say that uh, when we die, we'll give account. One day, when you have to give account, what will you say? What will you say? Have you ever heard somebody who has worked at a place and wants a referral for another place and the only thing that they say is that you are always in the office? You are always in the office. It's not a recommendation. It doesn't even come up. Yeah, it's not, it, it's not even mentioned. It is your, the, the specific things that you did, what you added to the place, the value they saw in you. That's what is gives you the recommendation. Even on earth, you have to learn that if somebody has to give a certain recommendation of you, it's like the person's recommendation is based on what they know. And it's like, oh, I always see him around. Yeah. I always see you around, so that's all. Somebody should employ because you're always around. Eh? Yeah. You can't appear before God and just pride yourself in the fact that I was always in church. There are some people who are always in class, but they are also last. Yeah. Is that not so? There are some people always in school. When they mark the attendance for the term, it's 100 over 100. But when the results come, it's like you were not in the school. You were not part of the class. Whatever was taught, you didn't understand. Your results do not show and reflect somebody who was serious because you did not make the time spent valuable by studying, asking questions, improving on your lack of understanding. Because we all don't understand. We go to school because we don't know a lot of things. We are in the church because we don't understand life in so many ways. We, are, we want to learn. We add our strength to what God has called you to be part of. Because that's the secret of these three guys. Let's read on. I'll show you something. Verse 11. These constitute the list of the mighty men whom David had, Jashobim, the son of Hakmonite, the chief of the 30, listen to what he did. He lifted up his spear against 300, whom he killed at one time. Look, we are not 300 here. What is our number? Where is Matthew? 139. If one person can kill all these people at one time, wouldn't you be afraid of such a person? <laughs> eh? Even, even, you see, when you see someone who kills even one human being, you'll be afraid of such a person. Yeah. Yeah. And in, this is the time of war where they raid places and one man kills 300. That's why he's a chief. It, you see, it shows that in him there was the, this rage 
and this anger. Because a misfit is somebody who is looked upon. And sometimes people have grown. Some of the things that you have suffered. Listen to me. Some of you, the things that you have suffered at home, the abuses. What it is that, you see, God, he knows what you have gone through. When you come into the house of God, he turns that abuse away for a hunger to see people saved. Because you see, many people, listen, many people who start NGOs and foundations, one of the reasons why they become strong in their belief is because they don't want others to suffer what they went through. It's like a call. What I suffered, now I realize that God has given me an opportunity to save other people from such things. The poverty, the lack of progress that you have seen in your family. Are you content enough that it's like, as for you, when it's your turn, your children should also be like that. Are you not, are you not tired? One man, he killed 300 people. That's why he's a chief. Look at another person. Verse 12. After him was Eliaza, the son of Dodo the Ahohite, who was one of the three mighty men. Verse 13. Brother, we are reading, so don't let me tell you to go. He was with David at Pasdamin when the Philistines were gathered together there to battle and there was a plot of ground full of barley and the people fled before the Philistines. Verse 14. They took their stand in the midst of the plot and defended it and struck down the Philistines and the Lord saved them by a great victory. You see, the Philistines were not two people, 20 people. They were... were they were terror. They were mighty. And they persecuted David because they, you have killed Goliath. We will, never, we will, we will be your enemies. Forever. It defended. You see people who are street fighting. People who fight in the street and break bottles and things. God loves such people. Sometimes the people who are very, you know, odd and look down upon. When they come to God, you see, they bring that zeal into the things of God. There's a guy, Nicky Cruz, if you have read about him before, he was, he was a, 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 a yeah, street child, saved. Somebody used to witness to him. He, he was also angry. Always angry. Always very feared guy. I mean, wild, wild people. Senior gangster. But when he became born again, I tell you, though you have gone through problems, God loves you. And when you come, that thing that you have gone through, it must help you to take a stand and to add strength to the things that we are doing so that one day we can say that people have been saved through you. People have been, you see, people, I have watched documentaries of people who have suffered abuses. There's a woman who was trafficked at the age of eight, eight years. An uncle passed her on to a friend. And the friend passed her on to other people. And by the time she was 12, she had had multiple partners. She was being prostituted. And, and they sent her out to, to, to make money and bring the money. And she couldn't get out of it. At the age of 21, before she was rescued, 
and she had had broken, uh, uh, she had had drug issues, gone to jail, uh, suffered physical abuse, I mean, passed out, health problems, and she was a, a very bitter person. But when she got saved by a family, they brought her home, showed her love. She said she struggled with it. Even the fact that they wake her up at a particular time. It's like, ah, to eat at a particular time. You know, it's like something she has never been exposed to. But she just realized that if she wants to change, she must embrace this new thing. And the immediate impact of it was that she realized that she has found privilege. And she has to pass that privilege to other people. So she formed an NGO to also uh, look out for girls who are abused and who are held in bondage so that they will not su- and she has had support from different organizations they've built institutions in different countries I mean it's a bad thing it's a good thing is it not a good thing everybody here has a story some of you there are things you have never said to me but you see that thing that you have gone through it is God who can only turn the situation around and when you are saved think of other people and care for other people and rise up if you come into the church don't sit down with your arms folded and just withdraw and retire it's as if there is nothing to do there is something to do some of you girls have gone to rooms that you shouldn't have gone to Slept on beds that you shouldn't have gone to. Today, if you give your life to Christ, you can also visit people and draw them to the Lord. You have roamed all the corners of Gambia. You're not a politician that goes on campaign, but you are more than a politician. You know everywhere. Hmm? Rome. I used to roam, drive around. I know everywhere where I grew up. Places far away. Ah. So when I gave my life to Christ, visiting people was like automatic. I liked it. Wherever you are, I'll visit you. Wherever you are, I'll look for you. There's no limit because one can travel hours, long distance. Friends, chilling. Uh, If I've come to Christ, why would I not stand and use that strength to support the church? say you can't do anything. Everybody can visit. No, some of you, you have friends. Hey, your friends outside are more than the friends inside. And if it ever occurs to you, if all these people who are my friends can be brought to church. Ha! Huh? Bring them. Let them come. I've had friends who have come to church. As I've invited them and they are sitting down, they are blowing fuse. They've drunk. And in the morning, Sunday morning, as they are sitting in the midst of people, the people can't breathe. Because the early morning evaporation is not easy. But they are sitting in the church and I preach. They give their lives to Christ. And you see that some of them have changed. I take pride in that. I just walk and say that. As for me, I'm, I'm different. If they don't want to be saved, they should remain in the world. David knew where he had come from. And when he was saved, other people rose up and said, this guy. Sometimes when, when you change, eh, people will look at you, hey, you are the one who has changed. Charlie will come. Your life is just a testimony to draw people. Add your strength. 
to what God wants you to do. Don't sit back and you are praying, always praying for God to give you something, but you don't do anything for God. I say, you can't walk into a bank right now and say that you have a lot of money. Please, I can't pay school fees. It's only 2,500. Bank manager. Oh, banks, banks can lose millions of dollars in transactions and they are still... Okay. What is 2,500? They can give it to you and it will not mean anything. But they don't just get up and go out solving problems. Yeah. You have no relationship with them. You don't do anything for them. You just go to them. Some of you, that's how you are with God. God, he is the possessor of the earth. And there is nothing he cannot give. But the reason why some of you have not received anything all these years, you have done nothing. And it's not because you can't do anything. Your mind doesn't come to the fact that you can add your strength to what we are doing. Can't you visit somebody and tell the person, come to church? You can't do it. If, if somebody invites you to a party alone, you can invite friends who me, have gone to parties that I have not been invited. It is a friend who was invited. And the friend has invited me. Me to have invited somebody. Charlie, make we go. They say the thing, they happen here. <laughs> now you see, one person's invitation, he, he brings only about 10 people are following the invitation. One invitation, strictly by invitation. One person, but they're strictly, you know, we are all strictly by invitation. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We like it. You can do it. Young people, you have friends, bad boys, bad girls. As you are growing, you are exposed to all kinds of things. Invite them to church. Bring them to church. Yeah. When your friends around you change, it helps you. But when you have friends who are always boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, you see that you are boyfriending, girlfriending, drinking it, smoking it. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Yeah. All the, we learn the bad things when we are young. It's difficult for grown up. You see, as some of us, that life, what we have gone through, it is difficult that at your age, maybe 50 years, you say you are depressed, so you, you, you start to drink at the age of 52. Mm. Or you start taking drugs. It's when you are young. Charlie, try it, nothing will happen. It's very nice. Then you try it, then nothing happens. Wow. So that's the time we also should be strong. Should be strong. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Verse 15. I'm finishing. Verse 15. Now, three of the 30 chief men went down to the rock to David into the cave of Adullam while the army of the Philistines was camping in the valley of Rephaim. It's like they had defeated some of the Philistines, but others too were camping somewhere. The enemies are relentless. We can't, as long as we live, eh, there are always things that will fight us. But in the midst of what fights us, we still have our lives to progress on because greater is he that is with you than he that is in the world. David was then in the stronghold while the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. He knew where the enemy was. And David had a craving and said, Oh, that someone would give me water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate, where the enemy was. That's where he wanted the water. It's like, you see, when your pastor makes a request, that doesn't sound normal. You see, you are being sent into a home where there, there are marabouts. There are, you know that there are things. 
they are Muslims. They don't like you. They don't even want you to be in church. They hate what you are doing. And they say, go to these people. Go to them. Some of you will feel that, hey, but if we are coming to eat, and I say, go and bring your friends to come and eat, you will ask for food. It's like, it doesn't know religion. It doesn't know sex. It doesn't know gender. It doesn't have barriers. Everybody, that's why you see Christians who have uh, done what's it first communion, and when they are doing their party, they invite Muslims to come and party with them. They have dressed and they are playing music to dance and eat. But never bring them to church. Hey! The reason why we were saved is not for us to have parties. And to chill. They say, in the name of, we are all one. Which one are we? Be not unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Sometimes the people you associate with, they expose you to things you shouldn't indulge yourself in. He had a craving for water in the en- from the enemy's camp. And he spoke it. Verse 18. Verse 18. So, these three people who kill <laughs> and who were the chief of all these wild misfits and distressed people, the Bible says they broke through the camp of the Philistines. To break through means that to kill and access them. And they went to Bethlehem, which was by the gate, and they drew water and brought it to David. Nevertheless, David could not drink it. But he poured it out to the Lord. I want to end because what I'm come to say to take one hour. But let God give you understanding. Listen to me. When you are serving God, you come against opposition. Even when you are not serving God, you have opposition. Some of you, you are not serious with God. You have not prospered. You have not reached a certain level that... Is there a chicken in the church? Is there a chicken sacrifice? Or is there a phone call? Please. So... Listen to me. Listen to me. That's why you should learn to put off your phone and not distract us. It's not a good thing. Now listen. You have not reached anywhere. You don't have anything. But you are still envied. Some some of you, if God opens your eyes, you will realize that where you are, you can't go anywhere again. Yeah. You see that there 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 is no provision in the realm of the spirit for you to be different in the family. You will be like everybody. Yeah, because the spirits around, they don't want anybody to rise to a certain level. You see, evil spirits, eh, they see good things. They see glory. They see stars. They see people who have a a future. They see people who are intelligent. People who can become great in the... They see them, but they don't want them because the thief cometh not, but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's why sometimes you see that in your family, people just die. Young people are dying, sicknesses. This one doesn't like school. If that guy is left to go to school, one day he will be the savior of their family, but they don't want any savior. They want to remain in that quagmire of poverty, of darkness, and they will perpetuate it. Even now that you don't seem to have anything, they are fighting you. And when you stand and take a stand for God, you, you become the worst of the enemies. 
But you see, there is power in God. There is power power serving God. Anything that comes against you, as long as you stand on God, you can overcome it. Yes, Bishop. Yeah, you can overcome it. That is exactly what happened to these guys. It's like, look, they were always faced with things, but in the midst of all these things, it's like we are not afraid, even if it means going into the enemy's camp at our peril. Hey! The, the power of God is so much that there is nothing. See, when we call somebody army general, it's not an easy title. Though. That title that God has as the Lord of hosts is like, if you ever think of any army on earth, physical and spiritual, there is nothing that God cannot overcome. There's a song, you never lost the battle, something. Yeah. Yeah, he never lost a battle. Yeah. He's never lost a battle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's never lost a battle. What are your battles in this life? What are the things that affect your home? What are the things you are struggling against? Every one of us, there are things we have to contend with in our families. And when God raises you up, he sends you back into that same house to contend with such things for the good of other people, to bring liberation, to bring light, to bring a change, so that one day, because of your salvation, the home is blessed, the home has light, the home has prospered. I see your hand being strengthened. I see favor coming upon you. Lift your voice and speak to the Lord right now. You will never remain the same. No fight will be lost. Any battle that you have engaged in, God will give you strength. Lift your voice right now. Lift your voice right now. Speak to Him. Speak to Him. Anything that you have contended with, look at where you are coming from. Look around you. Look at your position. Look at the hatred. Look at the envy. Look at the anger. Look at the poverty. Look at the lack around you. It's a battle. Oh, you are breaking for you are breaking through oh, yes yes lift your voice talk to him yes 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 lift your voice thank you Jesus thank you Jesus lift your voice speak to him somebody you are speaking to a God who can do all things he can do all things He's never lost a battle. I tell you what I'm talking about. 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 I